Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. My name is Krista Williams, and this is my best friend and co-host, Lindsay Simsick. Hello. Welcome to the show. We're super happy you're here. If you're new to Almost 30, welcome. We're a community. We're a podcast. We're a membership. Just a place where hopefully you can learn a lot, feel like you can be yourself, and grow and laugh. And we've been doing this for seven years. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary. We're the true OGs. True OGs. We're the Trojis. I think, I think like one of the... One of the first female duos of all time. I completely agree. <laughs> we were one of the first. In podcasting, first I think to do we it. were one of the first batches. I agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very first batch. Mm-hmm. 2016, baby. There was a few men. Y'all that were been still doing trying it. to blow up on Instagram. <laughs> and we said, we're going to blaze a new trail. <laughs> it's been fun. We've had a blast doing this. And it's changed so much yeah. since we began. We began when we weren't in therapy. Yes. And it was very apparent. You so had this just was started. Our therapy. Yes. This was our this was truly our therapy. I actually remember one of the first times I thought we like made it or just mm. were making an impact. Jordan, one of our listeners, who's been listening for a while, mm-hmm. she sent me a message about our episode and she wrote a blog post about it because you were going through something and I was just listening and we were very much very raw and open about what we were going through. And she's like, That was like true friendship. And I felt this like deep connection and to, for someone to write a blog post about it and to share I was like oh wow we are making an impact yeah wow but it was like the therapy setting where we were just very raw totally unprocessed processing with all of you yes unprocessed <laughs> it was nice I feel like it had a, a quality to it 100 percent. Was... I'm trying to think of the deepest thing I've processed with our community oh man I can yeah <laughs> thinking of one that I'm not gonna say okay. but I'll just think. Yeah, that's the thing about sucks is like when you do not have an audience, you can do that. And then everyone's like, I love that. And then you have an audience and then you're like, I can't say that. I know. You know, it's like. I know. It's. Because oftentimes, at least for me, when I'm thinking back to those early days, I would be processing some things like about my childhood and upbringing. And it was. And now it's like, I don't feel comfortable fully. Totally. Just kind of. Well, you're like, I need to go to the source. My yeah, therapist or the person. Exactly. You know, yeah. you're like, I'm not just going to I don't like, want them hearing about it. Dude, I podcast. said something about my family, like something that happened in my family that like I didn't even know was true, but I assumed and was true. And my family was like, hey, we've never talked about this publicly. Oh, Can God. you not share that? And I was like, is it true or not true? And it was true. <laughs> it was true. I caught you. That was like my whole steez when I was younger is just psychically know something and then say it as if I knew it was already true and then people would always admit stuff to me Mm, manipulation yes manipulation (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) this little thing called manipulation (laughs) I call it psychic you call it manipulation you're like you're texting her right now aren't you yeah 100% I'd be like you guys hooked up and they'd be Mm -hmm. like I know and I'm like I didn't even know that but I knew it (laughs) I'm just like, you know, you just know stuff. When you're a female, you just really, really. That's like a police tactic. 
it is. Where it's like, so we have footage of you it, stealing the socks. Wait, that is. You're so right. And the guy's like, he's like thinking about like, okay, where have I been? Did I touch socks at a store? Like, what's happening? Oh, my gosh. Okay, like maybe I, I don't know, maybe I put it in my purse. I don't know. That's like the feeling when you're at TSA and they're like, do you have anything in your bag? And you're like, I think I have razor blades in there today. Because <laughs> you're just like, you're so scared that you're lying. You're like, what about that weed gummy in the corner of yes. my pouch? <laughs> or when you go through, what is the thing? Customs. Yeah. And they're like, what were you doing? And you're like, I think I was. Yeah, I think I have cocaine in my butthole, but I'm not sure. Because <laughs> you get so scared. You're like, oh my God, they're going to catch me for something. I would love to like have a hidden camera for those just like very small moments at an airport oh. like that where they're asking you a question and like how people kind of are like, oh yeah, went on my honeymoon. It was great. Like, yes. but just kind of like turn on like a weird performative thing because they get so nervous. Yes. For no reason. Dude, 100%. Oh, my gosh. When I was in Turkey going through customs, I was in Turkey on a trip last year. My eat, pray, love moment post-divorce. Mm -hmm. And customs. So a lot of people get plastic surgery in Turkey. Mm. It's like a place where very affordable plastic surgery is. Like when I was in Istanbul, I cannot even tell you how many nose jobs were all walking over, around. All, all casts wow. everywhere. I think I probably saw... 50. I wonder if they're good. Are I they heard no they're amazing. Oh, okay. So I met this guy when we were at Soho House and he was a dentist, like a high-end dentist that does uh -huh. mirrors. And he was saying, he's like, it's actually the best in the world. Really? And you can get a nose job for like $2,500. Wow. But anyways, so I was going through customs and I went through and the guy at the front was like, are you here for, and he was like pointing to his face. And I was like, what? I was like, I didn't know. I'm like, what? And he's like shaking his hand in front of his face. I'm like, huh? He's like, work. I'm like, and I didn't know until I already passed him. I was like, oh, he thinks I'm here to get mad plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks I'm here to just like completely just upgrade myself. Oh, wow. I should have gone back. Thank like, you. What, what, what should I do? I know. What do you think is wrong with me? It's the vibe. What do you recommend? And their veneers are cheap. Like, yeah, because veneers are what? Like a thousand to two here or something? I'd have to do my serious They're research. Because like, like the cheapness of it, I'm like. I know. I know. Man, God's like. You want to fall for that? <laughs> yes, honestly. Oh my gosh. Also, people also get hair transplants. Oh. Mm -hmm. So there's tons of guys with the lines on sure. their head because you have to shave your head and it's a whole process, but they get very, very cheap hair transplants, which I'm kind of down with. Like, I'm yeah, very yeah. grateful that men are now totally doing that. Totally. So they can kind of know what it's like. Yeah. And like to recover, to, to recover. Pain. Yes. And also it's like, that's the only thing that they do. Women are like, I just took a little, I just, the crazy, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. The craziness of what women can do. Uh -huh. And men are like, can only. I mean, they could do crazy shit too. It's just more obvious. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. They can do the Botox, I feel like, and, and kind of skirt under the radar. But I've seen quite a few men with like filler later in their life. I feel like a bunch of celebrities do this. Oh, yeah. It's just wild. Yeah, it is wild. It's a little, yeah, it's 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 definitely obvious, but hey. Yeah, like Dax Shepard. That's so wild That to man me. needs to But I don't relax. understand because he's not that old. So like I can see like a Sylvester Stallone, you know, all those men yeah. who are like, you know, still wanting to be those like movie stars yeah. and like just pump up their face or whatever. But Dax is like a dad. He's, he's youngish. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I think I don't know if what happens is they start it too late so that it's it looks funky. And you need to start it younger so you, like, build sure. it into your look or something. But I feel like it just looks funky town. Wild. It looks super wild. Yeah.
there's like a trend also with women where it's like the fillers are creating this like alien shape of the face where it's like the cheeks are out here and then the narrow it's like very interesting yeah and it's like the big eyes Uh uh-huh well it's like kind of like the kardashian effect it's like the heart-shaped face really big eyes high cheekbones like yeah but they do it well lower face i know they do leaders they're leaders in the space (laughs) true leaders in the space (laughs) true leaders in the space we were at dinner with our friends at one willow Uh and we were talking about one white street and she was talking about how we were with someone who would never listen. You guys would never know. But she was talking about how she's getting a divorce. And what had happened at the end of her divorce was he had started going to therapy and almost like using his therapy speak against mm-hmm. her and kind of like incorrectly applying mm-hmm. therapy words and phrases and how it was so damaging to their relationship and how the therapist was actually more damaging yes. to their relationship than helpful. And I think in this conversation today. So this is a conversation with one of my best friends, Joey Polari, who I just love and adore and we have the best time. And I just wanted to bring like a light, fun, easy conversation, what it would feel like to have brunch with Joey and I talking about therapy speak and talking about how people are now sort of not integrating or actually living the truth of what they're saying, but using therapy speak as a way to like gaslight people I don't even know it's mm-hmm. like I'm using therapy speak to explain it but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so wild yeah give me an example I know exactly what you're talking about but yeah just being like you know you personally violated my boundary when you asked me to go on a walk with you this weekend because I said no walks I wasn't available for walks and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like or mm-hmm. like I have a boundary you can't I can't go to dinner tonight mm-hmm. or whatever and you're like that's not really a boundary that's or they're just like, like you're a narcissist yes <laughs> like, oh, everyone exactly everyone's a narcissist yeah, exactly. like narcissist tendencies I also think it's like what it's missing is just the truth of how you feel it's yes. like telling the other person what's happening in a therapized way if that's a word yeah rather than like just being you and saying how you feel so true to kind of explain the boundary being crossed or the whatever you know what I'm saying yeah so true yeah just like yeah it hurt hurt my feelings when I felt like you weren't able to do this and it felt like a boundary Mm -hmm. had been crossed I think it's the you yeah I think what I'm always curious about is like the if you're going you with stuff all the time right then that's not the route right because it should always be like I statements like I feel this way I Mm -hmm. do this instead of like you're doing this you're gaslighting me, you're da-da-da, you're da-da-da. And it just actually brings you further away from people a lot of times rather than closer. And that's really the goal is for the right people to have the intimacy and closeness. And I don't know this, but I've seen this for a lot of my friends that are on dating apps. It's like seeing men that are just have gone to therapy for like three times and then are like acting like they know everything about their childhood but then are using it to either trauma bond or to like Mm. act like they're so deep or they're so like integrated and have done the work but it's really just a way to feed their own ego yeah and feed their own victimhood yes and I think because men going to therapy is not as common as women going to therapy it's almost like a way for them to stand out and so they almost like double down on it especially online I feel like we see this on Instagram where Whatever. I I don't even have an example of someone that 
annoys me in this way, but there's a lot of them that I feel like I come up upon just in a scroll. And the thing is, is that like you can feel the inauthentic nature of what it is. So like that's what I want everyone to feel like, okay, I can trust myself to feel what's authentic and what's not rather than be like so, so swooned out by like someone who is using therapy speak and almost like trying to put you in a trance. It's like, does this feel authentic? Yeah, I love that. Exactly. Because the words, it's not about the mind and healing is not just about the mind. Right. It's about the integration with the body and the integration with more wholeness. And so it's just like more of that Western mode of being, having all the language, but not actually doing any of it but looking like you do because you have the intellect or the intelligence and this was like even in 2020 and 2021 with like some of the movements that were happening like people knew a lot of language but they weren't actually doing anything about anything and they weren't actually applying any of the things that they learned or they weren't actually making true change just figuring out what the language was so Mm -hmm. that they could like navigate it Mm -hmm. and not actually integrate it yeah I think we see this too. Like I remember feeling this way kind of more in the spiritual world. I feel like I was learning so much and then I was using word Like if I said journey one more time, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like- Hold space, journey. Yeah. <laughs> Container. Container. <laughs> like- uh, uh. I know. But also own it when it feels good. Yes. Own it when it feels like this is the word I should use. I know. <laughs> I think with the internet, things like that become so- overused so quickly and it's really annoying too long I have someone that does my social media but I was kind of cruising just seeing something and I was like I can't do this anymore it just people saying the same thing is so insane over and over over again and it's just so wild because I'm like everyone's saying all these things like these like Joe Dispenza musings Mm -hmm. these like self-development like Mel Robbins style things and I'm like not that I think everyone needs to be perfect, but I'm like, how is this actually, how is this the product of what you're saying showing up in your life? Mm-hmm. Is there visible results from what you're teaching? Totally. I mean, it's more so me being like, no, people are saying things that like could be similar to what I'm saying. I'm unique. That mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be unique. In this one, y'all laugh about it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's nice. so good. It's just so fun. We don't know any answers. We're not experts. We're just two people that want to explore this. And especially me being heterosexual and him being gay, it's like just different perspectives on yeah. it because he's dating differently and I'm dating differently. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one with my dear Joey Polari. You can find him on Instagram at Joey Polari. And feel free to send this to a friend. Talk about this conversation topic. It's so much fun just to explore with mm-hmm. people share stories, swap things. You can listen to five to 10 minutes of Almost 30, some of the best of the best at Morning Microdose, which is our second podcast, which just crushes. Morning Microdose is so, so good. It's amazing. I love to listen to it. And then almost30.com for all of our courses and programs. You can join our membership, which is incredible. We have workshops. We have so many resources for you on your journey. I have my life edit program. You have sacredness of being single, which is truly incredible. And then Almost 30 Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. If you want to jam out with some of our fave guests, we would love to have you. I'd love it. All right. Enjoy this one and we'll see you on the other side. We'll see you soon. Bye. 
I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, if you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. <laughs> Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, uh, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, so let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, so I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% 20 off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, eh, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Almost30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Almost30. Your birthday baby. That's right. Aries. Aries baby. Such mm-hmm. an Aries. Am I? No. I just, whenever <laughs> anyone says their sign, I'm like, you're such. I'm like, you would. Yes, exactly. But you were having some birthday thoughts that I feel like I also have where after your birthday, you always feel like this feeling of like, is it too much? Yes. Yes. Like, Am I too much? Like, what is that? I, I mean, probably like a fear of vulnerability or a fear of being too much or being seen as too much. Like, I definitely the next day had this like vulnerability hangover, as Brene Brown would say or something like that. But I just was sitting there and like, I, yeah, the cake came in and everyone was staring and looking yes. at me. And I said something simple like, like, you know, all I am is because of all of you or something like this. Like, thank you for being here. I love you. And both the candles. The next day, that was like, oh, God. Like, oh, my God. Polari. Like, <laughs> Get over yourself. Get a life. <laughs> I think you did a good one. You were, yeah, you said, I am who I am because of all of you. That's true. Yeah. It was nice. I sent you the video. Right, right. I mean, it would have, you didn't go on longer. Well, I thought I did. I thought it was like laborious. I thought it was like no. an actor like milking their moment. No. No, truly, I did. It was quick. Yeah. Okay. And then one candle hung, hung on. That's right. Just to embarrass you. Yeah. Exactly. There's always one candle that hangs on just to embarrass you. That's true. You're like, God. Yeah. Shame is always around the corner anyway. Shame so is around the corner. Perfect for me. Yeah. That was used to my birthday. It was the first birthday that I've had where I actually was like not feeling that way normally. I, like the year before I woke up bawling. I was like, no one cares about me. Yeah. I usually cry on my birthday. Yes. What mm-hmm. is that? I don't know. I feel like you're like extrapolating all these narratives about yourself that are where I thought I was going to be, what label I have on myself right now, who I thought I was. Yeah. Then we all have big trauma around our birthday. Yeah. Everybody has one story of being a kid. And What's your story? Your birthday story. story? Oh, boy. I was on a TV movie. Okay. I was doing, and it turned to be my birthday while I was there. Okay. So I was on set. How old were fun. you? I was like 14. Okay. For Disney Channel. And we went out with like the entire cast. All these people came out from my birthday. Super fun. Okay. Right. But everyone's older. Everyone's like 21. Yes. So everyone proceeded to get just like party, like drunk, have a, such a good time. And I just shrunk. And all of a sudden it was like we were going somewhere else that I couldn't go to. That's scary. And uh, everyone was drunk and I was just sitting there being like trying to catch up. And uh, we were talking to the other tables and the other tables are making like salacious comments to like the hot cast members. And they're making salacious comments back and all this stuff. I mean, totally. It just like went right past. For me, it felt like, oh my God, this isn't my birthday anymore. For some reason, that just totally tripped me up. And I got there the next day, and I was like, wow, like everyone forgot it was my birthday. It was like just a minute. Not a traumatic story whatsoever. Totally. But in my head, I was totally ignored. And so the rest of the time with birthdays, I'm like, I'm not going to make it a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to just make it a small thing. I'll have a few friends over or something like that. Just they won't forget it's my birthday. Everybody else I know has bigger, bigger stories. Some parent who didn't remember they forgot to call a partner forgets to call something like that was always something yeah i've had parents forget to call but i kind of like expect that (laughs) and there's a part of me that's like yes like (laughs) another one in the back (laughs) yes they're like waiting till the next day i'm like come on come on (laughs) 11 59 you got (laughs) one minute here we go more ammo baby (laughs) (laughs) exactly sometimes it feels like that is what we're doing Truly, I mean, I've done that in relationships uh, where I've been ammunition. With, back in the day when I cared about anniversaries or when I was actually in a relationship, I was like, you know, with the anniversaries, it would be like, oh, anniversary's coming. Uh-huh. And you wait. You're like, are they going to remember? That's right. 
And they didn't. And you're like, oh. and then you wait till after. And then you're like, you missed it. <laughs> you missed our special day. And this really accounts for all the ways that you've ignored me all these times. Yes, yes 100%. And it's the signifier for all the things yes. that you've And you know what else? <laughs> you also. Yeah, I love stacking plates. I love Stacking <laughs> plates. Oh, my gosh. That is one thing I've learned about relationships is, especially, I think, with men. And I'm curious in your experience, someone that dates men. It's like, do you, I feel like with now when I operate and engage with men, I make sure to not stack because I know that it will overwhelm them if there's more than one thing and the rest will get lost and it will feel like it's all a wash. That's true. I think most people are just get overwhelmed. Yeah, I guess I do too. Yeah. I think if someone comes to me, I had a breakup once where someone broke up with me and it was like, I actually have seven reasons why this isn't going to work. And one, two, three another hurdle another hurdle another hurdle i mean it was like at the end i, I don't even remember what i said <laughs> i mean i'd be like yeah, that's a good one <laughs> yeah i mean totally a plus <laughs> a plus one two three four five six seven a hundred percent yeah so i got overwhelmed wow um, so I they made a list they made a list okay yeah i've definitely probably done a list i think i've probably done a list on my own that's I'm right like they're like this they're, you know like yeah. the pros and cons list god forbid you say that to someone you know i have a list of things 100%. that a hundred percent yeah i think we all yeah i'll get overwhelmed with men Women, I think everyone is like, don't attack me. And no one wants to feel attacked. No one wants to feel psychologized. Yeah. No one wants to feel like you've been secretly harboring all these things. Yes. Which you have been somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember in a friendship relationship. So it was a friend that had done something that really had bothered me that in the moment I sort of abandoned myself and left my body. So I didn't really process in the moment what was happening. That's right. So then I kind of had to process and pull back and they approach me and they're like hey I feel like you're pulling back and I'm curious about it and then I was like yeah I actually am I'm going through this kind of thing trying to understand what happened and then they got even more mad at me and started to gaslight me which was like the example that I needed but it is one of those things where you're like isn't it good to take a moment to think about how you feel but like I understand the feeling of feeling like I'm frustrated that someone didn't come to you earlier. That's right. But I feel like I'm I don't want to be like gaslight, but I wonder if that is a way that people gaslight to be like, you should have told me earlier. Yeah. That happened to me recently. There was something really? with a yeah, there was someone with a friend and they had said something that had really not offended me in any way, but it really made me concerned for them. It really mm. made me think, okay, something's kinda up here. This kind of ties to a few things. Like I wanna make sure that I'm saying the right thing so I don't harm them further. So it took maybe three or four days. And when I came back to it and said, hey, I want to talk to you about something that went on and I was really feeling this way and I just want to make sure it was had in the right language for you and make sure that you heard this in the right light. What this came across as is, oh, you were withholding from me this yeah, whole time. totally. Which did feel a little bit like a, I mean, a defense, right? Like yeah. It's the, kind of the easiest thing to say. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, well, see, you actually held it back for four days. So shitty person 100 percent. yeah but i my reasoning was well if i really cared for you and you actually believe my narrative that i was really really trying to care for you as much as possible wouldn't that four days be seen as consideration as care which they eventually were like okay i guess that's the whole thing it's like it is kind of a gaslight to be like why didn't you tell me sooner yeah because then immediately it's like you're the problem for not telling someone sooner yeah and, and there are sometimes where you're you are literally withholding. I mean, yes. I have to be careful of that too. hundred percent. Where, you know, I'm, I mean, that's the way I process as well. You know, something happens and I'm really not sure about how to say this the right way or I'm too heated and I have to like step away for a minute. It can feel like that. I've gotten that missive from 
ex-boyfriends or friends like you know you could have talked to me about this sooner yeah. and of course when i have the conversation with this person i'm always like okay i could have done this a little sooner yeah but sometimes i'm also scared i'm like it's a sign for me too if i can't have the conversation yeah in the relationship because with friends that like that i have now more so than before it's like now i feel like i could have the conversation with people yes. and i wouldn't have to wait for the perfect situation it's a real indicator the perfect time and that is like that little girl part of me with my mom or in my household that was like it has to be the perfect time yeah to ask or talk about this that's right you have to wait yeah. for the moment you know what i mean and if you grew up or i mean all of us are highly attuned to parents needs as kids so you just get really attuned to what people have or have not and like you're saying certain friendships do not guarantee that level of transparency i've got this friend he is the most direct opinionated person i know so direct but it also is like some people are freaked out by that they're like oh i need a little bit more like a little bit more gloves yeah, little and this person is like you know boxing gloves like he's ready to <laughs> throw, he's ready to throw punches but i find that really comforting as someone who grew up in a place where Same. like you're constantly aware of okay how is this going to trip this person's trigger or you kind of have this emotional awareness you have an understanding about yourself in the world and so you're kind of going through and going, okay is this, this person there's just hey what's up no i don't like that I love that. I love that. I love that. It can that. be really freeing. So you know? freeing. Yeah, freeing. I so mean, if you can't do that with a friend and just go, no, I don't really think this is it. And you're constantly worried about the way you're going to set someone off. Like, that's really scary. Because the other way when people are like, oh, like the wishy-washy like pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. It makes me aggressive. Uh, well, for sure. For some reason. Well, uh, I mean, it's also it's like not connected to the earth at all. So you're yeah. kind of like, oh, my mom, I'm about yeah. to get here. I'm or it's here. almost, I guess if I look further at myself, there's the fear for me that if someone is that way, that they're going to not be happy and then use it against me or something my fear with that is that they're gonna someone's going to pretend to be quiet yes oh i'm just all up here and then the real truth is that they're gonna come yes. for blood yeah. yes uh, like you did something that bothered them but like you should have known or something or like been that's right. aware that's right and so i'd much rather have someone be super clear and direct absolutely but then if you know it's funny because it's like if someone's super clear and direct and they're like you know sometimes i'd probably be like I, I, this brings up a good point like you know we all say we want direct feedback a hundred percent this is we a great one. all want loving direct feedback that's um, a lie that's a lie no one no, wants it no 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 shut up you no don't want you it. do not no nope. you it is terrifying to have feedback i'm like if you say you want honesty and transparency you have to be ready for honesty and transparency and that doesn't mean they're going to give you honesty and transparency and like love what you're about. <laughs> it means like yeah. you have some shit that people want to bring up. That's right. And it's stuff that you are not aware of, 100%. that you don't agree with. Yes. That you have uh, pain points around. Yes. So this idea that like I am in this like loving, receptive space and this person's going to meet me there on the same way. Okay. Yeah. We could both agree on how yeah. to approach someone. You might have completely different ideas about that approach yep. though honesty and transparency and this actually really trips my trigger and that's not my intention at all yep. okay now we're getting into intention versus impact it's not that it's not valid it's just that it's super fraught yeah oh my god i mean i think i told you about that one situation where it was like i'm just more honest than you like the person there was people in my life that were like i'm just really honest and really honest and truthful and i feel like Basically, I had a situation where there, there was that whole thing about just like the I'm just being real and I'm just being honest thing. Yeah. And reality show talk. Yeah. Literally, we were in a Real Housewives situation. That's I'm just right. being real with you. I'm just being honest. That's right. They're like, you're always saying I'm curious about 
Uh-huh. They're like, you always just ask me questions back. They literally were pissed. They're like, I don't even know how you feel because you just ask me questions back. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, that's because I'm not living your life. <laughs> and I'm curious, not listening yeah. to you talking, thinking mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what to do. That's right. That's like the opposite of my whole personality. But I was in that situation where it was like, I'm just being real with you. I'm just being honest. And I was like, wait, this is what's going on. I always flinch when someone tells me, I just want to be honest. I'm just being real with you. Yeah, that's usually a defense. Yeah, usually it's a tee up to being, yeah, being cruel. Yes, cruel. I'm just going to give you brutal feedback. And is it okay if I'm being brutal? I'm just going to be brutal. Yep. Okay, and then there's just no consideration, no care, nothing. Yeah. And I mean, also in my space of like acting or musicianship, people want feedback and they say that. And then I see the ways like feedback really just like- A hundred percent. Is- so bad people are so bad at giving feedback it's crazy how yeah. bad they are at giving feedback and i have to learn how to do that better or be like that it's not something that comes easy to us it's not something we're taught in school at all yeah so it's interesting too though in like the workspace because i even have like the experience of the desire to expedite the process of things and the desire to share feedback without gloves because i want to expedite the process so there's that too where i'm like god i wish i could just say this needs, you know what I mean? Like I do have the desire and sometimes as a woman, I feel like I can't just say the thing that I have to couch it in a hundred things and I can't just be direct. That's right. So there's also that exhaustion that I feel where I have the desire sometimes where I'm like, can I just say how the fuck I feel and no one's going to be offended or everyone's just going to take it what it is? Yeah. And certainly like being a woman in any business space, men are running rampant, just saying whatever they want. I mean, and usually just have that authority. I had a friend who was in an airport saw all these girls applying to schools. They were talking about applying to schools. And they were all going, well, I'm not sure I can get into that school. I probably shouldn't apply for that. And my friend went over and was like, do you realize that all the boys in your grade are not having this conversation? Yeah. They are all going forward and saying it. Where I think we all get into trouble when it's not really our function or we're not really told how to do it. And then we start doing it is you start thinking, well, I guess the way to be really direct is to just be brutally direct. Yes. There's no kind of middle ground of, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Here's what is something on my mind. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but here's this direct piece of feedback. Instead, it's going, well, you just don't show up this way. Yeah. And that's men, women, anyone. It yeah. doesn't matter. People have this authority of now I'm going to start saying something now. And the boundary from not having anything to say, and I can't, I'm scared to say it, to saying something yes. is this huge leap. And then when they get to saying something, it's like, you are an absolute piece of shit. Honestly. <laughs> and you are definitely toxic to me. Yes, because yeah. they have to hype themselves up. That's right. They're we like hyping themselves up to do th- and say the thing. They're not used to saying things and being honest or truthful. And also it's like you have to have enough, you have to be talking to someone that has enough self-awareness to go through their own process of looking at their own projections. That's right. Or looking at their own things and things before you even take feedback from someone. Yeah. Giving someone the space that says, I understand that you may not fully be aware of this yes. or whatever. I want to bring something to your attention. And I was kind of scared to bring this thing up. Yeah. But here's this thing. All of these things do is just make people feel more at ease. There's space in the conversation, whatever. But my God, I hear so many of my friends going, I'm going to say something to this person. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to say? Well, I'm going to tell them that that was absolutely inappropriate. And yeah. It's like, okay, sure. That can be somewhere in there, but you can't come out of the gate. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Pause up. 100%. And what do you think the other person is going to do? Pause up. I mean, get out of my space. That's why I think about with the article that I sent you that I want to talk about. It's like the HRification of relationships. It's like, and this is a bustle article that basically talks about how relationships are now infiltrated with therapy speak. 
and with certain languaging that's making it seem like there's less of a human element and there's more of like the words and the pathology and like just these phrases and terminology that people are using rather than like actually saying how they feel or being in their heart with things. I think for me, that's really what the sign of it is like people that are actually not in their heart about stuff. Because if someone's in their heart and they're like, I need to tell this person something, that's not like you and your heart. Because you and your heart's like, okay, what is going on with this person where they were acting this way, where they were doing this thing? We had this person come for an interview and they buzzed the door. We didn't know them. They like buzzed the door and they were like, your door's not working. And I was like, okay, like door's working, but sure. And then they came to the door. They're like, there's food outside the door because there was Air One. It was the team ordered Air One. I was like, oh, like, thank God the part of me online that is kind because I was like, oh, he's nervous. That's right. He's nervous. You know, but if the other part of me was present, it would have been like fucking asshole. That's right. I do not want to talk to you. Okay. And here's another person in my life yep. who is unaware of the way to navigate the world yes. and they're totally disconnected from who they are yes. and their heart center. Yes. And look at here they are. And I have done, not done something that has made that clear. So I need to make that clear now. Yes. And I need to much? make this clear. Yeah. I need to set a boundary. <laughs> yeah. Right now. I need to set a boundary right now. That is Air One. That's my boundary. Yes, honestly. <laughs> when you can't get in my apartment building, you try again. That's my boundary. <laughs> if it's not working, call up. Yes. That's my boundary. Uh, yeah. Go around the back. That's a boundary for me. <laughs> There's a rope ladder out my back. That's my boundary. <laughs> and with the HRification, it talks about the boundaries. And I did an episode on boundaries and walls. And basically, I think a lot of times when people think they're putting up boundaries, they're putting up walls. 100%. And it's just like a defense mechanism that's so lazy and that's so overused now. Yeah. Where people are just saying everything's a boundary. And I'm like, this isn't even the right way to use the word or phrase. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. I mean... Exactly that. I also think it's just interesting, like boundaries, walls. You have these words put in place. Yeah. They have so much power, right? So I'm just thinking about this boundary I have with this person. Yeah. Instantly, I'm thinking of something hard, firm, yep. immovable. Yeah. Okay, so then it's going to trace to my thoughts. I'm now going to be immovable, hard thinking. There's a hard line in the sand. I know it's sand, so that's a little bit more forgiving. But hard line in the cement. A hard line in the cement, <laughs> exactly. Joey and Krista forever. Yes. All of a sudden, all that resourcefulness of yeah. thinking, getting in your heart, like you were saying, like getting in your feelings, which is what we're really terrified of. Yep. Uh, always. Doesn't matter what kind of person you are, what typology you are. Everyone is afraid to just kind of get down into that feeling center, especially in the realm of somebody else looking at you yep. and saying, what's the issue? So how do you really communicate from that place if you've got this hard boundary, which is very convenient if you're really scared of your feelings? Mm -hmm. If you are in your fear, like that is, I mean, as someone who's thought about boundaries, hard boundaries like that, it can feel really convenient. It can feel easy. It's easy to feel avoidant based on these boundaries. It can feel like this big overcome of avoidance to I'm asserting my boundary. That's me speaking up for myself. But now I'm cutting off any chance of communication, of reconciliation now of course like some people need to be there should be hardline boundaries with some yeah. people but that's pretty few and far between i would say okay i need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app um superhuman 
I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. Yeah, it's almost like the little person in you, like it's so reactive. Like it's like this is the boundary. Because if you're really embodied and in yourself and you're really present with who you are in every moment, then you can be like, hey, actually that doesn't work for me right now. Yeah. But I got you in 30 minutes. Like that actually doesn't feel really good for me and my body. How about we do this? And there's so much of the boundary where it's like the person getting up the courage. That's right. To say something that they don't like or they don't want or they don't yeah. whatever. And, you know, I had something recently where it was like this person messaged me and they texted me to hang out or something. And I just didn't reply because of the space that I'm in, in my life <laughs> and the journey that I'm on. It was no beef. It was just like too many people have my number. Yeah. So then they, I responded okay, like a few weeks later and was like, hey, like, thanks so much. This was so kind. You know, I'm just kind of in this. And I didn't say it HR. I just said, I'm going through it, but I'd love to see you like soon. Yeah. And I don't know this person well enough for them to feel like we owe each other anything. They were like, yeah, it's okay. They're like, it's totally okay. Or I really respect your boundary. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I'm just like, it's not like about that. I was just like, it's just. Like exactly this example, this is what I get worried about is that eventually you start adding words and now everyone's in this word language system that they think are like absolute signifiers. Like, okay, now I know. Yeah, okay, you're asserting your yes. boundary. Yes. Versus it just being a normal human event that I'm going through something yes. and I'm having a little bit of trouble. So if we could just talk in maybe a few weeks or I'll reach out when I'm feeling better. I feel like the moment you add on this language, 
people are trying to guess what that means. Oh, a boundary, this, whatever. You don't really owe someone a huge explanation most of the time, unless they're a really great friend. And even then you have the opportunity to say, hey, I'm going through something, this or that. I just feel like adding new language in, I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, a hundred percent. It scares me as someone who's like always concerned with language as a musician, a poet, yeah. a writer. Uh, it's... It scares me. Yeah. And this is the thing too. So I don't know if I told you about this dinner that I went. Did I tell you about the dinner I went to with that videographer there? I think so. Oh my God. Wait, remind I'm me. so lame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I tell four stories. <laughs> I'm like. I haven't heard this one it's ever. Actually my, yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually my nightmare to tell the same story, but whatever. Okay. So I went to this party and someone's a videographer there. This person that I was with was shooting something that day. The videographer stayed and he was really young and he was kind of talking and he really was only able to talk if he was directly speaking about himself and something that he was going through. Sure. And it was just a group of women. And sometimes when you're in a group of women, like the women are so psychically connected and communicating in a way and vibration that sometimes if a man comes in, it's like, what the fuck's going Because mm -hmm. you're in this case, they weren't at the level where they could really be where we're at on this tip. Plus I knew these women a long time. We're just kind of in a vibe. So this guy comes in, no idea that he totally like throws off the situation. Also, cause as women, you're like, we want to include them. We want to make him feel good. We don't want to make him, we don't want to exile him. So we're kind of talking to him. We're like, what do you do? And I'm like, just kind of going on. And he talks, I'm like, oh, I have a podcast. He's like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I had this really big show on Clubhouse. It was huge. Starts going on about this thing. And whenever he would stop talking, he would get on his phone immediately on his phone. If anyone else is talking, he'd be on his phone. So only would be output, input of the phone, no, nothing else. Love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah, that's fun. And for me now, the person that I am, a few years ago, I would have not noticed that mm -hmm. and I would have tried to continue to engage. The part of me would have been like, oh, I actually need to find something more interesting. I need to keep him talking. Yeah. I need to ask him more questions. I need to make him, I need to like figure out how to get him to connect. The part of me now is like, oh my God, I'm done. Burned to the ground. And maybe eventually I'll come back to being like, this is sweet. But now I'm like burned to the ground huh? and moving seats. So that was happening. And then he started talking about his relationship. And he's like, yeah, you know, I go to therapy. And in my relationship, like, she's just so blown away at how, you know, open I am and how vulnerable and how available and how secure attached I am. And started to use all of these therapy words. And I'm like, He's like, I I'm the first man that she's ever dated oh. that's been able to talk about my feelings. And I'm like, uh -huh. did she live under a bridge? <laughs> was she a troll? Was yeah. she a troll? <laughs> was she locked in someone's basement? Like, yes. I was like worried for this girl. I'm yeah, like, this yeah. is your man. And I, I, frankly, I'd met him for a few hours. But I'm just like, whoa, now we're sort of weaponizing this language with people that aren't embodying what it is. Of Wars. And again, everyone I know, I just met this person for a short period of time, but this is an exemplary story to provide us context with the point I want to make. Exactly. No, I mean, this is also the worry, right? Like yes. it's not a, no, no word, no term is a guarantee. Yeah. So just because I say I'm being vulnerable or I'm being real does not mean that you are this guy, I mean, for that's example. The facts. Yeah, you just are not, nothing is. There's no guarantee. Someone's photo on Instagram is not a guarantee that they're an actually open, loving person. One donation to a, to a cause is not a guarantee that you're yeah. uh, supportive all the time. It, nothing is. It's every step, every day is something like this. So when I hear about this story about this guy, I'm going, oh, yeah, surely he's in the space of uh, therapy, something yeah. like that. Maybe this is one time even that he's doing this. So now he's being told that he's authentic. 
and vulnerable. And then he comes to your space and is like freaked out by all the women there or something like this. And is now going, well, actually, if you paid attention to my story that you're not privy to, I'm actually really vulnerable. This happens all the time on dates as well. I or can on only imagine. Dating apps. Here's something for you. I was on a dating app. Okay. Okay. All gay people, right? Queer people. And I was noticing that I was like, okay, most of these things are, are around adventure, right? Almost all of the language predominantly is either sailboats or adventure. So I was, And for I, men, it's like fishing and hiking. Right, right. Straight men. Yeah. I mean, I'm men. And spiritual, not religious. <laughs> That's a big one too. Six two, but not. It's six two, but not. So I was going, wow, this is like so, all right, gay men really into adventure. Disney something. I don't know what it's what from. Okay, we're really, maybe it's some holdover of I'm out in the world and I'm adventurous or naturist in a way that we weren't feeling as kids. I don't know. I can't psychoanalyze it. But I went over to one of my best friends, her version of it, straight woman. All of it was men saying how vulnerable, how they were all in therapy. All of them were saying, I'm actually a conscious, open, loving individual. And I've actually done a lot of work and I'm looking for someone who has also done that work. Oh, sh- shut the fuck up. So it made me realize, I was like, oh, there's an economy for this in the straight world. They know that women really want this. So they're getting hip to it. It's not any guarantee. Of course, so many of my girlfriends have been on dates with the guy who said that. And then they were like, oh my God, he didn't ask me a single thing about me. He was so nervous. He was a total egomaniac, something like this. But there's an economy for that in a way that apparently there's some in the gay world, but not the same. I've noticed. But there is for, for straight people. So yeah, beware. I can't. My face. Jaw drop. I have my face. I have a, a dear friend that was got out of a long-term relationship, divorce, very, very toxic divorce situation. It was very heartbreaking and traumatic. And, you know, peace and love to the person. But they were on a dating app right after. And, like, all the stuff they had said in the dating app, it was fucking right after, was, like, shocking. Because hmm. you're like, oh, this prescription is the formula for what women want. That's right. Conscious, doing the work. Therapy. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And I was thinking with the videographer boy, I'm like, therapists, we gotta we gotta little do a little butt kicking sometimes too. Yes. Like we can't I mean we. I'm not a therapist. Don't play one on TV. But I'm like one day. Also, how can I guess how would a therapist be able to see through and navigate that inauthenticity of wanting to do the thing? from the egoic mind rather than like the truth. I'm sure some therapists could be more discerning or we could be more discerning yeah. for certain people, right? All of us are scared to be that discerning because sometimes it's quite scary out there. Yeah. You know, you want to have friends, you want to have connections, things like this. I guess what's my desire for the therapist to help? I'm like, is that my religious programming putting us <laughs> where I'm like, God can save us. And so I'm like, needs to be speaking in tongues, God. yeah. But I bet you so many women that are I... dating right now or on dating apps have seen that. And that's what scares me I'm in my own experience. I've seen so many men that are more like, didn't ask me a question, almost like using it in a narcissistic way where that's it's right. bo- bolstering their identity or their persona yeah. rather than actually getting to the truth of what's really hard. Because when you actually do the work, it's not sexy, cool, fun. Intr- it doesn't always, it doesn't really make me always feel better. Uh, no, that's right. It, Very rarely has my work to make me feel sexy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, You're well, almost wish, like, whoa. Yeah, no. It's that's de- there. Yeah, it's really humbling. Yeah, it's humbling. It's I, an equalizer. That's right. Yeah, it's like you're eating the pie. Like you yeah. have to eat a little bit. Like It's a humble pie. It's difficult. Yeah. I think also, you know, these men are really aware of this. They are going into these spaces and I think they're aware of how to speak or, for example, they'll talk about this with actors sometimes. 
actors will be the most giving when the cameras are rolling, the most giving, honest, wonderful people, vulnerable. Well, then you hear all these stories about how they're actually crazed, terroristic, absolutely awful to be around, something like that. Yeah, that's us. We all have splits. We have different parts of ourselves. So it's even possible that this guy was in therapy and being authentic yeah. and all this stuff, but doesn't know how to do that in the real world. Yeah, Therapy is a container. And part of those qualities that are showing up in that container are guaranteed by it being a container. So now I'm in an unknown space. I'm not sure how to be myself, all these things. Just like acting, I just, you know, brilliant, beautiful, wonderful actors, whatever. And then off screen, you know, not fun to be around. It's not a guarantee or all these things that we're talking about just because you have a language, not a guarantee. Yeah. So in this era of huge free fall of women waking up to who they are, the roles that they don't have to carry anymore, men realizing that they're carrying certain roles. Men are also in free fall. I would say like straight men and maybe even gay men as well going, where is my place in the world? How do I re-navigate with women post me too? All these things. Yeah, no wonder these terms are coming up and people are going, yeah, okay, that's what it is. I'm actually vulnerable and I'm actually scared to be really vulnerable with someone. Wow, he's saying that he's scared to be vulnerable. That's really vulnerable. Okay, but yo, like, come on. He's the scared bar. to commit because he had his parents got divorced. That's right. Yeah. And women are like, that's so sweet. <laughs> You're like, dude. Absolutely adorable. No, yeah, they're like, ah, he's being he was so being vulnerable. honest. Yeah. You're like, Monster. And the bar is so low. I mean, it's so low. I remember there was someone I was kind of just vibing and he was talking about therapy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's like so good. And then like a month later, I'm like, that is, I'm like, that is bare minimum yeah, also, requirement. That's what duration reveals. Like, that's what's so tough about these one off yeah. dates, one off meetings. Like, you know, or talking to someone for three hours versus one minute. Yes. Like, it's over time. Yes. I mean, I was in a situation once where I was like, Dating the person that was like everything and it was open, spiritual, do yoga, travel, like blah, 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 do all those things. And then over time, I was like, you haven't been to yoga in a while. I haven't seen you downward dog. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you said you love yoga. That's right. You're just like recognizing that the things had been presented. Yeah. As like almost like a, but, you know, I guess if I'm completely honest, there's a part of me too that probably presents things as well for the enticement of men. Hands down. We all do. You know, we wearing all a do. sports jersey on Sunday. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Go Bulls. Go Bulls. <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what mine, I think, yeah, mine would be like, oh yeah, like the cool girl trope where you're like, I'm cool. I think that's. I'm laid back. Um, whatever. I think that's literally almost everyone's trope. Yeah. Uh, I, truly. I mean, some people have certain things, but I think all of us want to seem more calm, collected together than totally. we really are. Even coming on here, I'm like, okay, you know, I want to part some wisdom. I want to be a part of that world that I'm literally not a part of whatsoever. Yes. Yeah, we I all mean, have things we want to be. I'm also over just as. like imparting wisdom. Imparting wisdom. Yeah, yeah. that's this really dangerous. This is no longer valuable. <laughs> I just, it's like, also, because there's that part of me actually that when I'm in the efforting of it, it yeah. doesn't come naturally and it doesn't, yeah, it's just like the force. And then there's like a posturing of, let me tell you about something. That's right, which everyone can pick up on. Yes. I think that also goes back to that boundary conversation where the moment you say it, it's like if I told you, Krista, don't think of the words banana pudding. Yes. Okay, you're screwed. It's like, yeah. you know, the moment you say boundaries and I'm looking for toxic people in my life and I'm understanding what toxic is. Yeah. And then every step of the way, now all I see is banana pudding, hearing banana pudding or toxic or boundaries or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Also uh, the toxic, it's like, 
sometimes it's not their toxic. You just have like a toxic dynamic with people. Hands down. It's interpersonal. It's, yeah, it's interpersonal. Yeah. I think two energies correspond and correlate to create toxicity mm -hmm. for both of your healing. Someone definitely can be toxic to you, but you can also be toxic to them in some sort of way. And I think it's really fun to be like that person over there. I know. I'm they hold think of the toxicity. If I've ever lab labeled anyone toxic, I just think saying that just doesn't feel right to me to be like, they're toxic. Uh, yeah. It also just is not any indicator of understanding either. Yeah. Like in which ways they're toxic or yeah. which ways that they've inter yeah. interact with you. What comes up for me when I sit and talk to this person, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think I've, I used to be more in the habit of labeling or being like that, but I realized it didn't help me at all, especially because one of the biggest moments in my life was when my father passed away when I was 23 before that time my father and I had a really difficult relationship as someone who people could call a narcissist self-absorbed like there's a lot of labels I, I had put on him as a child or as a teenager understanding him better so my father had ALS he was gonna pass away I knew that and I really badly wanted to have a relationship with him I wanted to at least close the chapter on something great all of my friends told me, you do not owe him that. This person is toxic. This person is uh, self-absorbed. They're a narcissist, whatever. Maybe even true statement. They all said, he should come to you with this thing. He should be the one. He's the parent. You're the child. Do not reverse these roles. Do not be the parent and he's the child. And I really, for a year or two at that time, where he was sick for about six, five years, was going, man, I guess this is really something I need to accept that I'm not going to have a relationship with him before he goes, that he's going to have to come to me and say all the things that I would like to hear from my father that would make it right for me to start having a relationship with him. Okay. Well, this was all bull roar. If it's up to me to have that relationship with my father, if I wanted it, I ended up having a couple of really difficult conversations with him, which is what we're ultimately talking about. Difficult conversations of going, you know, this thing that when it happens, it, it's really hard for me because I really love you and this thing gets in the way and I want you to be aware of that. My father had very little capacity for understanding those times when it came up. I had to consistently remind him, for example, on Valentine's Day, I said, happy Valentine's Day, dad. He sent me a picture of him with a gas mask on for the first time and an oxygen tank and an oxygen mask on and said, hey, happy Valentine's Day, Joey. I'm feeling like shit. Okay. That's just a time for me to call him and say, hey, dad, I really appreciate that you're trying to reach out. This isn't, this is kind of what I was talking about. And slowly but surely, he had a little bit more understanding. I just had to get really comfortable with that continual space that I'm going to have to continually remind him, that's not really what this is about. Or he also was trying to share some part of his journey yeah. with me as well. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just self-absorbed and he was manipulative. It felt like the wrong timing to me. That was something I had to bring up. But I ended up having a relationship with my father before he passed and having beautiful moments of connection with him where I just understood that the relationship was about accepting him for who he was and the limited capabilities that each of us had with each other, that we couldn't get beyond certain things, that we could only point to it, could only look at it for a little bit of time and then it would close back up. That's my, that's my responsibility. That's my thing to get through. That was such a crucial moment that helped me understand that sometimes this therapy speak or psychoanalyzing this thing is such a way to get away from sitting continually reconfronting this thing that's not a one size fits all i mean mm -hmm. that's a, a totally different issue for so many people with parents or parents that are narcissistic or difficult but the thing it made me realize was that i had so much capacity in me for yeah. 
sharing my feelings, for being myself, for uh, for allowing him to be himself, for forgiveness. It's really sweet that people would be like, you're the child, they're the parent. That's right. But it's not wrong. It's funny because it's their child speaking, mm-hmm. their desires. Yeah. I'm also, I'm a child. They should, my parent. It's also them saying that they want their parent to come. Yes. Because it's like you, you have a desire to be, have a relationship with your father and then you're putting it completely on them to facilitate a relationship that they don't know you want. That's right. In the specific way that you want it. Mm-hmm. It's like what world is that? Well, it's a child's world, isn't it? It's a, chi- it's a child's world. Exactly. It's a child's world. And also, I think when we think about anything in life, like doing the work or whatever type of work people do, it's I always say, I'm like, in the spiritual world, there's so many things. There's courses, programs, therapists, da-da-da-da-da-da. The hardest things that you will do are being honest and truthful to people you love. That's right. That is where it's at. Mm -hmm. Getting over that nervous system fear, the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of all the things when you actually say something truthful and honest to someone that you love. Over and over again. Hard every time. Every time. Every time. Because it's the biggest risk. That's right. You have no idea what that other person is going to say every time. So that fear might go down a little bit, but it would be crazy to not have that little bit of like, is this going to... Am I saying this the right way? Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, to me, that's like meaningful engagement with the world. Yes. Meaningful engagement with reality, yeah. with some other person having, yeah. the article talked about like imagining someone's interiority, yeah. that there's a whole other world yeah. in there. I'm not sure of at all. I don't really know. Yeah. And it's up to me to like re-engage with it, say the truthful thing to someone I love and ask them questions about, is this what you really intended to do? Yes. I have this interpretation of this. The uh, story I'm telling myself. Is that right? Yeah. Is Am I getting that wrong? Yeah permission in conversation like that to imagine and let someone else fill in the space of that interiority is huge in the relationship with your dad because i have had experience with like narcissistic behavior and tendencies but i'm it's so weird like i've been so close to it so much of my life that i don't even really identify with it because i'm like it feels like i think i've been gaslit so much that i even gaslight myself with it but how, yeah, how does real. that make you feel with that label or that identity? None of those labels truly help me connect with my father, have a deep, deeper understanding. Yeah. A label of narcissism or any therapy speak can always clarify but not clear. It can always be like, oh, yeah, this is the heading under which all of this exists. But it cannot tell you what exists under that heading. Can only do so much. I feel like bigger understandings I've had about my father happen through small, simple statements of emotion of, oh, wow, I truly am sad about X. That's it. I am scared to lose my father. That's it. It's really not more complicated than that. And then you kind of just go vertically or we can talk around it or get poetic around it. But that's when I revisit those labels or those times where I was in labels, they certainly helped me. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong being a station on your journey, but ultimately... There were things about his past that helped me realize him way more than any label I put him under. What his first job was helped me understand him way more. Oh, wow. He actually engages with me like I'm one of his employees, one of his first jobs he ever had, where it was constant go, 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 go. What's the next sale? What's the next sale? What's the next sale? That was a bigger understanding for me than uh, my dad has narcissistic tendencies. Totally. It can help. But I, anyways, if it's not leading you to further expansion, I was just like, it's just, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm such a like contrarian. I never want to be like whenever anyone's somewhere, I want to be somewhere else. Yeah, so yeah. it's like whenever everyone's like narcissist, I'm a narcissist 
abuse. I'm like, that wasn't me. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not like you guys. (laughs) Over it. (laughs) But before everyone was saying it, I'm like, have you heard of narcissism? Yeah, right. I'm different. Yeah, that is like, I don't know what that is, that part of me that wants to be different, but it's very, very real. We both have talked about that quite a bit in our lives, like talked about that, that wanting to People go one way, I want to go another way. Yeah. And I mean, part of that can be really healthy if you're like a teenager, right? Like being rebellious and being like, fuck you. Like I am wearing punk clothes only. I am a devil. Yes. Can be really clarifying. Yeah. Can be good. I think guys these days, like if I'm constantly worried about, I need to be different in order to be valid, like, or be worthy, which is a big, big boomerang in my life, you know? What? Just that, that kind of this needs to be unique enough. This yes. needs to be completely different, wholly original. Yeah. That's why artists love like a great artist steal because everyone is so freaked out that they're not an original and they talk about that, an American original. Yeah. Someone's a, a brilliant featured original genius. Yeah. Miles Davis couldn't help but play only like Miles Davis. There's such like a cultural language around being unique that I don't think it's any mystery when we start hearing or talking about these terms. We're like, that's not really me and I want to be somewhere so else. So true. Which is fine. So true. I think. Because that's also, I do agree. I mean, there's a beautiful part of it, like that beautiful rebel. And I feel like for me too, I just want to see the other side of things. That's right. Like there's a real beauty in my experience in that. But then there's also like my ego being like, I'm not like you guys. And it's hard to differentiate. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I'm like long blonde hair. I'm just like total normal girl. I'm like, I'm different. <laughs> Look at me. You haven't seen my bedding. It's different. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm really, really unique. <laughs> I'm a whole American original. Yeah, I'm American. Yeah. And people don't understand, too, how hard it is to be unique and different. Like, it's like I was I've been getting into the work of Rudolf Steiner. I don't know that person. Um, He did like monastery schools like. Yeah, sure. And wrote a lot about a lot of different things. And everyone who loves him is going to be like, you are shortchanging him. He's kind of, for me, like a Nikola Tesla vibe. Just like completely channeled all this work that is just so radical and all over the place. But it's someone where I'm like, oh, you were so weird. And you were not accepted or normal during this time. You were ostracized completely. 100%. And that's the whole thing is like, I think with social media, people are like, I want to be different. I want to be different. But it's like, you want to be different enough. Yeah. But still accepted. 100%. So it's a very specific way of being different. It's like if you want to really be different, mm-hmm. you're going to be canceled. Yeah. Or be ostracized from the tribe. Exactly. And like just because you are super original, once you start knowing that, how is that not going to develop into... I know I have a friend who is just totally certain that they have broken from the tribe. Truly. Mm-hmm. I love this person to pieces. What do they say? They're just like, I don't subscribe. I'm not plugged in. I'm not in this world. Uh-huh. And and they make constant displays of this. They do. And it's literally like astounding. It's like, wow, like you really don't care that there are 100 people in this room right now. And you're doing it. But I also know this person really well. And there are elements in which this is also a way to not be vulnerable. To not just be one in a crowd. Which we're all terrified of. I know. Just being regular. I'm just an actor, a musician, and I'm just doing my work. I know. That's it. I know. I think about that a lot. God's been really talking to me about that lately. He's like, okay, once you drop the special, I'm going to really give it to you. Because the special thing has been my, and it's been my, I've been gripping to special lately. Being Mm. special, feeling special. I deserve this because I'm special. I am in this room and I am having this special experience. 
all the time. Some things are special. I'm special. I'm, and in A Course in Miracles, one of my favorite texts, one of the major themes is about the illusion of special and how special is really a function of the ego mm -hmm. to keep us separate. And if we are really one, then we are all one in every way. And yeah, you have to break that illusion of being special. And it makes me sad. I equate special with loving myself. Is, I love myself because I'm. I feel special. Is there any world in which special lives alongside that, or is it only like special is only an indicator that your ego is just flaring up as Mick Jagger running the stage? Well, of course, in miracles, also too is like we are children of God, and that's special. So there's that function of who we are being like one of the creator, which is a very special experience. But really, it's just. I think it's important that it hits the point home that it is a function of the ego for us to be special because if it puts any crack in that, then people would probably run with that as something that they see. Mm. But it's interesting because then there's the extreme of like the Bible or Christianity, which is like, you are not special. Jesus is special. That's right. And you are so far from it that you have original sin and you need to make up for your original sin to become like Jesus. And you do. Yeah, yes. I've noticed that. That's something I've wanted to talk to you about. My yeah, original, original sin, sin. Yeah. is a flaring up. Not only are you not special, but you are... Original sin. Destined to hell. <laughs> hell is real. It is certainly real. Yeah, I, I think that with religion, for example, you know, you're so bad at Christianity. You're, you've got so far to go, but you're also one of the chosen few, right? So there's this both like you are the worst and also the best or you will go to heaven because of these things this just has proliferated i mean get back in the therapy speak it's like yes but you're the ones doing the work and there's all these people who are not doing the work yes exactly uh that's and, the whole thing people saying doing the work i'm like it's actually if you want to get down to brass tacks doing the work is in this moment i'm having this feeling or experience and i'm going to feel it that's right. I'm having this feeling or thought and I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's actually not like so fucking dramatic. It also can't really be talked about in a way that's clarified by like terms, mm -hmm. I think. Totally. I think we all feel that our true emotions are like a mess and that's how they come out. It's just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, blah, blah. Okay. that's how the truth is. I'm just sad. I'm just sad. Yes. I'm just going to never have anything. Well, the like therapy this. speak is just like more of the persona, more of the ego. And that's what I'm also just curious about because it's like in the West, we are so into therapy and we are so into the quote graphics and the captions and just kind of boxing ourselves in. Like I was with a narcissist because I'm an anxious attachment and I had codependency running in my family and my dad was like this and then and I've got it all figured out and then I go on a date and I'm like, well, my dad was an alcoholic, I'm a codependent and I do all these <laughs> things, you know, and you're kind of just like, and then there's no, it's just the ego uses it as part of the story of protection around itself. I mean, seriously, never underestimate the ego's ability to I, close you down or facts. to make something that was previous knowledge a deeper rut. Yes. Ever, ever. Yes. Like not to be like a like scary like try to scare people but it's real like yeah, it's anything real. that you really realize yeah. about yourself over time yeah you have some certain narrative and it will just dig in or it yeah. will become part of your ego god i certainly had that before i have grieved the loss of my parent and that actually that makes such me an annoying face yeah i mean 
<laughs> Truly, I don't know how anyone survived it. You have this, even if you're not saying it out loud. Of course. Have this like, oh, and that makes me different than other people. Yeah. Or, well, they don't really understand the world because they haven't lost their parent. This true, honest grief turned into some sort of like ego trip. Like, that's the thing to be aware of. It, yeah. There's nothing that, you know, it's like, okay, like acting is like this as well. Yeah. You have a take where you go up and you do acting or whatever. You do your performance and you feel the spirit move through you, let's just say. Yeah. It's like moving moment to moment. Yeah. I'm listening. I'm here. Yeah. Great. They cut. Oh, my God. That was amazing. That was wonderful. Let's do another one. Yo, your ego immediately will be like, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, of course. Uh, easy. That was something I've learned from you, actually, just in talking about acting, how it's so interesting that you'll notice you'll do something on whether it's in social media or life, you'll get the validation. Then you're like, again, that's right. We're again. all, I mean, it's all, we're all, you know, it's like a kid inside, you know, yeah. it's like, like, like just, yep. yep. And it's like, wow, that made all the kids laugh. Yep. That's going to be the thing. That's going to be my identity. Now class clown. Yes. 2007. I'm best dressed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I never had a, 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 like a, I was never like a superlative. Yeah. Yeah. I, For high school, I, got I got best I dressed and, and best hair. And I honestly was, blown away because i was like oh i thought everyone hates me oh i thought i was definitely hated and then in the first week or second week of my freshman year in high school i was elected like one of the like prom princes wow. or something like that keep in mind like two weeks before i was standing at the top of the at the head of the bus we were heading to like a group everyone gets to know each other in the freshman class because you're gonna be with each other for the next four years and there was a bus that took us somewhere. And I was standing at the top of the bus singing, I'm fully in the closet, singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. You're in the closet at that time? I'm in the closet at this time, singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. People are like screaming, laughing. And I'm like, what? and I still went home and being like, wow, yeah, I can't believe You're like this. crying. You're like, I don't know what else to do to tell you people. <laughs> You're like, exactly. can I make it any Someone more obvious? Judy Garland? Anyone? <laughs> Judy Garland? <laughs> yeah. Do you think people knew you were gay? I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I mean, I'm sure people did. Some people were not shocked. But a lot of my friends were. That's what was freaky to me. Freaky or relief? Coming out, did you feel relieved when people said were surprised? Or did you like when they said, maybe, oh, I had an idea? No, it's always worse when someone says, I knew it. Yeah. That's how I felt with my separation. When people were like, yeah, I kind of had the feeling. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, I mean, damn it. Who wants to be told, I told you so? 100%. That's, that's They'll be exactly like, oh, yeah, there is. was this one time, this yeah. one thing. I'm like, you were thinking about that? I'm like, I'm, am I safe anywhere? No, you're, yeah, no, people like, are thinking stuff all the time. All the time. That. Yeah. Which I don't even front. I'm like, whatever. But I just thought it was interesting because I felt like I thought about, because I remember I had one of my friends came out to me when I lived in Chicago. And I mean, couldn't have been more obvious. I was on his Instagram one time. It was like all gay men in shirts. He like, he was just very obvious. But at that time I was like, oh, I acted like I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful that I did. Yeah. And I don't even know why I did that. Maybe I was just, I think the way that he approached me was so with such sincerity. That's right. That it would have been very weird if I was like, I knew. <laughs> you really do want to just obvious. take. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Flaming homo. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Yeah, I, I did that to someone once. Someone came out to me and I very, very early on, I was like, oh my God, I thank God I knew it. And they were just crushed. And I was like, oh, I did the exact thing that I never wanted anyone wow. to do to me. Probably because. I mean, there was like some secret. Oh yes. God, I just need yes. you to tell me. Yes. I just want you to come out like I am. Yes. But anyways. I mean, also, we're dating. That's right. 
I posted a video of Joey and my girls went crazy. They were like literally downloading your music from iTunes and Spotify. They were like following your page. They were like checking out your shit. Wild because what? I brought you flowers Flowers, or just I was a man on your page. A man on my page. You brought me flowers and I said, cutie boy. Uh, I said, look at this cutie boy. Wow. Dating indicator. Dating indicator. I'm like, you guys, do you think I'm just soft launching? Just like that? Soft launch me. Yeah. Yeah. Like soft launching like that. Wow. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. I guess people, when I post like a picture of a guy, I just was like, whoa, you guys think that I'm, I would share that soon? Uh Uh-huh. That was soon. Yeah. I suppose so. It was like three months. I'm like, what? I mean, some people are like, get after it. Yeah. Like, oh, go girly. Go oh, girlina. Asking me all the time. Yeah, that's right. Are you dating? Yes. Okay, speaking of that, I mean, the people really wanting to, you to be in relationships. Oh, and, my God. Oh, you met the great guy. You met the wonderful guy. Why Why, why aren't you? Why aren't you? You're not into him? You guys got a great talk. You this stuff. Wow, that must be really avoidant behavior. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, you're like, okay. I mean, I'm just 100%. not in that place, you know. Or, oh, you posted a picture of a guy. Oh, that must mean this. Yeah. Once again, we're back to this, like, everything's like a guarantee. You, know, oh, yeah. you see this thing, okay, man, must mean this. 100%. No real curiosity about oh, yeah. what yeah. that might mean. And the dating thing, too, it's just hilarious. The only thing I'll say about it is, like, people being like, oh, are you dating? Let me tell you about my dating experience. <laughs> Don't even give a shit about, I literally want to talk about it zero. I have no interest in having any conversation about it. Mm. It's such a brain suck. So have you been dating? Yeah, they're like, literally, so... <laughs> And then they're like, wow, Hinge, awesome, Raya, just for connection. And then they go on like and tell me – and sometimes they'll tell me these like horror stories. They're like dated this man, had a whole family, you know, like – That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't do a thing. Avoidant. Even this this girl I went on a walk with the other day and she was – she literally was talking about her relationships the whole time. I didn't say anything about anything going on with mine. And she's like, you know what, girl, I was thinking about? We just have to keep our vibration high. <laughs> absolutely she's like we just got and, and and this is what will happen too it's very sweet but they'll lump me in and they'll be like we they'll yeah, be like i went to this different city girl we ha- have to go this is where i'm like baby i'm not in this that's right i'm zero percent looking yes i was just saying to one of my best girlfriends that it's amazing when you try and put a new venture through like oh, i really want to write this chapbook of poetry you say that to someone, immediately, it's amazing how fast people will go, oh, yeah, I, I did a chat book once, and I just want to be, just want to tell you, like, it's just a little scary. It's amazing. You give someone a blank, and they're, like, filling it in with their worst experiences. Oh, you're dating again? Okay, well, let me tell you this thing. Oh, you want to make a movie? Oh, you've set up a really hard path for yourself. I, what is that? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I mean, with our book, we got a book deal, and we're writing our book. Awesome. Oh, you guys got a publisher you like yet? I'm like, yeah, we really like them. Okay, well, have to tell you that story later. And you're like, what? Yeah. Or you know what I've also noticed with people with my friends that are are mothers or pregnant. Yeah. You know, like, are they sleeping? And you're like, yeah, they're like, like, yeah, they're sleeping. Just wait till they regress. Just wait. Wait for those terrible twos. Wait for the terrible twos. Uh-huh. And their children, they act like their children are these little terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, just wait till they are up all night. Yeah. In your bed. Yeah. And you're like, are you just like a waiting game until they're old enough to leave? Well, yeah. Like this is part of it. The pain is part of, I mean, I don't have children yet, but. Yeah, yeah. It's like. There is this kind of like inherent cynicism that people want to oh, make yeah. sure that you are aware. Yes. The same thing with, I guess, any venture. They really want to protect you. That's, I guess that's what is no. happening. But. I don't think that. What do you think? I don't think they want to protect you at all. I think it has literally nothing to do with you. 
they just I think it's just an to... experience that they want to share. Right. I could be there or not. Right. With mine, right. I feel like I could literally be in the scenario or not, and they would say the thing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with me or who I like. Even there was something I like. Someone was like, "What is like your type?" And I kind of was describing and. They're like, okay, so like, does he make the same amount? Something about money and something about height. And I was like, said, taller than, you know, whatever. I said something, I was like, equal or more, taller than me, whatever. And that's like the desire, of course. They're like, well, about 13% of men in the world make over $100,000 and are over 6'2". So it's a pretty small pool. And Uh I'm like, totally. That's the desire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for someone special. I know exactly. That's exactly my special. My special part goes. That's the point, bitch. Yeah, thirteen percent seems high. Uh huh. I want to catch. I want to one percent. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah. And I don't even want to be in that type of like languaging around the dating. But I was just like, that's a not helpful statistic. Yeah, I mean, people will always say this about anything. I mean, it's just we get cultural understandings of this. We get understandings on yeah. Instagram that. You should have also the biggest dream and also don't you dare have the biggest yes. dream yeah. possible. No wonder people are so anxious. Like all the time being sold the best dream possible, the best life ever that we all think that we can have. And then also being told like the moment you start doing it, don't, what are you doing? This isn't who you are. So how are people ever supposed to, I don't know, feel secure, safe about their dreams, so this true. thing? Don't dream too big. As a child, you're told like, oh my God, dreams, ship and stars, all this stuff. And then you grow older, you got to get with reality or whatnot. And then you have all these people telling you that you can't do. I mean, if I really listened to all the people who told me about acting as a child, I would have never become an actor. But I had something in me that was like, no, I'm going to act. It was super dismissive. Like, I'm going to do it because I love it. People told me all the time, like, you know, what are you doing? Or is this really going to work out? Especially with like creative endeavors. That's right. People are very much. Yeah, I suppose that's really what I'm like, speaking about. Yeah. Really. Because if you're like, I want to be a banker, they're like, don't. Don't dream too big. Enjoy. Yeah. No, exactly. Path. Yeah. But it's it's mostly with creative endeavors. Yeah, I suppose. It where it's like of the heart where you could fail and it would hurt. That's right. Rather than like if you chose a path where like you could fail, but you're caught by another level of that role or something. Yeah. And I do think that the barometer for most success in any of these creative industries is the is a-list celebrity or nothing it's bad bunny or nothing or whatever we've talked about that quite a bit about like picking new heroes or picking someone that you actually really value yeah that does the thing that you want to do but they are maybe the most successful and if you happen to get that successful or whatever that can be helpful i remember a kid when i was growing up one of my best friends growing up always wanted to be the next steve jobs so there was like a non i guess not super creative endeavor and they were just always told, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, even me, I was like, okay, sure, like that's one in a million, one, one in a billion. Yeah. So. What was the desire there? I'm curious about that. I think he just really he wanted to invent things. He always wanted to be like a great inventor, and it's super tough any sort of yeah path like that. My dad had about 28 businesses, 60 businesses. I swear, I mean, in his Whoa. lifetime, constantly coming up with new things, constantly coming up with, I can't even count how many. MLMs. I'm obsessed with him. How many? I mean, essential oils. Essential oils. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw out some names. I don't know if these brands are still around. DoTerra. What's that? DoTerra. I think that was one. Living. Zanga. Zanga juice. That must have. 
Gone this up. is um, everything. Uh, a gun rack that he made, like so you could uh, you could you could put it to your car. Like it would have foams so when you were out hunting. You could like rest your guns against your car, and there'd be like a space for it. A heated boot bench for your boots in the winter time. You can. I mean, I'm I'm so sorry, Dad. A Minnesota that, vibe. Minnesota vibe. And just had tons of these. This is gonna be the new thing. Um, he also believed in the that there was gonna be a global currency reset. That's still popping. That's still popping, right? People yeah, believe that. That's still popping. Okay, got it. Yeah, he was on board with that as well. It's actually insane. Like when I hear people sometimes talk about. Like, my parents were insane, and they'll talk about things, and I'm like, they were early adopters yeah. of the conspiracy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have oh, a friend, sure. her mom was a full diagnosed schizophrenic. It was incredibly challenging for her, and she the things that she would say, I'm like, wow, that's like what conspiracy people say. Yeah. She's like, Mickey Mouse is actually satanic and is programming you. Uh-huh. Like, it, all this stuff, I was like, whoa, like, she was on a tip that people are now on. All this stuff that happened in the last five ten years especially in the self-help yeah. space is all stuff i had been familiar with as like a six-year-old that's so wild yeah there was so much talk about that i mean i didn't really connect with it as a kid obviously i wasn't yeah. like super into the secret at 10 years old when i was shown it <laughs> yes. or what the bleep do we know as well yes. i was shown or as like, like the a rothschilds yeah in the nights and like i was nine years old but I, the reason I bring that up is just because the amount of amount of times that it's like, oh, yeah, you're not really thinking clearly about this or and people are trying to protect you against this bigger dream that you have of, a, of being a multimillionaire or whatever. So you have to kind of, I don't know, you have to kind of be aware like, oh, this thing might not work out. Or if you make certain types of music, that might not make you to Bad Bunny level or whatever. Yeah. Or that's okay. Yeah. But I do find it really strange in any venture that's just has a humble, I just have a desire in general. Yeah. You're not saying you want to be the number one. And yeah. people will still say, really tough, wouldn't recommend it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wouldn't recommend It's like, well, that's why you're not doing it. That's right. I mean, when I was at my dad's house, he had a friend over and he was like, what do you do? I was like, I have like a podcast. It's like a radio show. And he's like, about what? And I was like, spirituality. He's like, paranormal. I took a class on that once. Not real. We've been he talking like, about ghosts for the last. He was like fake news. He huh. was like basically like said fake news. I'm like, it's great. Uh huh. You have no fucking idea. Also, there was this. It was like in the same situation. Like I said something about intuition, and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm not religious anymore, so I don't believe in intuition." And I was like, "Whoa." Wait, what? Yeah, they're like, "Well, that's religious background. Intuition is religious," and I'm not religious anymore. I was like. And for me as a teacher, I was like, wow, this is like actually the most helpful. And I didn't really want it to be. I'm not going to like teach them. But I just as a teacher was like, whoa, this is really helpful to expand me to remember that people think this way. That I'm so used to teaching people that are like intuition, bitch, I got her. Like we get it. When the wind blows and when I feel my heart, whatever, I feel my intuition. And then to remember that people have these ideas that like I have no understanding of. I think this like fully circles back where, you know, in certain therapy speak, you're operating under this understanding that this person has that same understanding. Yes, yes. Or it means to yeah. you what it means to them or whatever. And you're just kind of like, it, I mean, truly, when I go home or whatnot, I don't have this deep desire that all my aunts and uncles watched this Kelly Reichardt movie that I was really into. That's my space. Yeah. Like, there's something about owning that. I mean, I hope that they would love that movie. Shout out Kelly Reichardt. But what was that movie I watched that you told me to watch? Phantom Thread? Yeah. Ah, the best. Hard for <laughs> I was like, I was need hard. explosions. Best movie about relationships. Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. It was, I mean, I was fast forwarding. I was like, <laughs> dude, where is that? I was just, 
I realized I don't watch TikTok, but I realized I was like TikTokified. I'm like, whoa, this is a little bit. I remember once I tried to show my mom a movie recently that was by the <laughs> the director Chantal Ackerman. I don't know why I thought that it was about like a her and her mother like living in an apartment. And it was like on or I was going to put it on. It was like, you can join if you want. That's my, I would like to think that was my understanding. Not like you need to watch this with me to validate my experience that you never validate. I mean, she was always very validating. So we watched it and her takeaway from it was she goes, oh, what was that? What was that? That movie with the door? <laughs> they focused on a door for, for 10 minutes. I was like, that is not what happened in that movie. But there are a lot of long takes of just her and her mom just sitting in silence talking. So you got to own some things for yourself. That's it. Totally. It's just your thing. Totally. It's just your thing. That's right. Well, I love you. Maybe I love you too. forever. Forever and ever. And ever. Let's My date. My new boyfriend. Well, I've always, oh, also, I thought on your birthday, I'm like, I was remembered of how our age difference. And I was like, oh my God. When I found out, I'll never forget, I was downstairs in my, right before I walked into my apartment. And I was like, I think I need to turn myself in. I feel like. You're not that much older Not than a, me. that much, not even. But it yeah. felt weird. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, it was a big mistake to put my, my age on my birthday invitation. Real. Because, I, I, yeah, it's pretty. It was very bold. Was it? Yeah. Was it to put it on there? No, I don't even remember seeing it on there. Oh. I just remember I was the very first one. Uh-huh. Very first one at the door. I knocked one time, didn't answer, had to call. <laughs> <laughs> had to call, invite myself in. That's my favorite yes. is the call. Oh, yeah. I was thrilled that you were there. I'm here. Yeah. Um. So it's locked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what I, yeah. I'm sad. Yeah. There's a I'm rope like, hey, ladder. I'm here and it's locked. <laughs> There's a rope ladder around the back. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to climb up. I drove from Santa Monica and, and the door's locked. <laughs> That's my boundary. Yeah, it was your boundary. Yeah, it is. It was a good party. Yeah, I'm so I glad love you, you came. I love you too. You're the best. Thanks for... Thanks for having me on. This is a, a real, a growing experience. It's interesting to talk about this stuff with somebody else and have that space to really think about I mean, about we these. are like in the mind vibes. We go. Yeah, we really do. It's crazy. Loop de loops. I lose my. I leave my body. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been dissociated. Just, neck down. Same, not been here. No, I don't know if I have legs. No, nah, me either. Because we're but. always like, <laughs> okay, guys, we'll see you later. We love you. Bye. Thank you so much, Joey. Again, that was myself and my dear friend Joey hanging out on the couch, just chatting. So thank you for being a part of our lives. I love listening to podcasts that are just kind of conversational, mm -hmm. chatty hang out so i hope you like this one be sure to watch it on youtube as well make sure you subscribe to the podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts and thank you to our sponsors always just bringing you brands and experiences that krista and i have vetted for you and really love ourselves you can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com baby woohoo love you guys we'll see you soon Bye bye, bye.